Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Laura Forehand, and I am so glad to be with my partner in crime on this podcast, Rhonda, um, on this lovely fall day. How are you doing today, Rhonda? I'm doing great, Laura. So glad to be here. And we are thrilled to have Coach B joining us on the podcast again today. We are so thankful that Coach has joined us for this beginning of season four. He has brought us incredible information in this challenging time for educators. And we appreciate his willingness, his time, and his wisdom to help teachers. Coach is back today to talk about mannerly strategies for beloved rascals and the rest of your class, too. Welcome back, Coach. Good to be here, ladies. All right, let's jump into it. Laura, you have some beloved rascals. And wouldn't you agree that helping them just even mouth the words of please, thank you, and you're welcome, and think about others is a crucial, maybe even a foundational point of their education? Talk about it. A hundred percent. It's not only part of their educational, but for me, it's part of life. I mean, I just, I feel like using those manners is just such a crucial part of um, when kids get out into the workforce or just dealing with, just dealing with a partner or a friend. So I, I think it's so important. And I tell my kids that from day one, that manners are huge in our classroom. Here's the thing about our approach, Rhonda. In many cases, teachers do social-emotional skills as a unit and academic instruction as another unit and, and perhaps music and creativity and science as another unit. But manners are not a unit. Being nice is not a unit. Being respectful is not a unit. It's something that we have to show goes on all day long in our interchanges. So Rhonda, talk about the importance of finding a way to weave the golden thread of manners through the fabric of our instruction. And I'll take a 10-finger woo for that spontaneous metaphor of the golden thread. Go, Rhonda, talk about the golden thread and the fabric. Good luck. Well, I know that golden thread needs to be woven into all those other units that we have that are are very specific, like our social and emotional that we have to deal with, our academics. These are all units and manners are not part of that unit. So that's where that golden thread needs to be woven into those that unit fabric that we have. Uh, Laura, our general strategy 
on helping our most troubled kids is that we have three levels. We have something that we do that helps our most troubled kids at the same time as we're dealing with the whole class. We'll call that tier one. Tier two would be helping beloved rascals when they're in small groups. Tier three, Laura, mm -hmm. would be one-on-one -on -one strategies. And this morning, I've been thinking about a tier four, which I'll talk about in a second. Laura, mm -hmm. tier one, tier two, and tier three, beloved rascals. And then tell me how excited you are to hear about a possible tier four. Go ahead. Yeah, so tier one would be like what we do with the whole group. And yes. then tier two is going to be a smaller group, so maybe yeah. five or six. And then tier three is going to be a one-on-one -on -one with a beloved rascal. And I've never heard of a tier four in all my life, Coach, so I'm ready <laughs> for you to tell me about tier four. All right, let's talk about tier one at the same time as we're doing tier two. So in other words, we want to use our manners for the whole class and also focus upon small groups. So the first way we do this, Rhonda, is whenever we get everyone's attention with the class, yes. Our next step is to say, thank you, dear class, to which they reply, you're welcome, dear Mr. Biffle. That's basic. Just talk about that basic interchange uh, to introduce this manners pattern. Go, Rhonda. Okay, so tier one is a way that we're going to start weaving that golden thread. Um, you get their attention getter and get them started. But then that second part, you add in, thank you, dear class, and they respond, you're welcome, dear misses in your name. So that is a significant way to get that in place with those manners. Now we're all we're going to talk about this all as just a first step. This first step, Laura, where we're using please uh, and you're welcome all day long. We want to keep it fresh so we can say uh, thank you, my dear sweet class, to which they will reply, you're welcome, my dear sweet uh, Ms. Laura. Thank you, my wonderful, amazing class, to which they would reply, you're welcome, my wonderful, amazing uh, Ms. Laura, mm -hmm. you're putting your hands on your chest when you say thank you. They're putting their hands on their chest when they say you're welcome. That's whole brain teaching. Mm -hmm. Physical, verbal, emotional. Laura, talk about this first unit of tier three manners. Go. Yeah. So like Rhonda said, you know, after that attention getter, we're going to use, we're going to put our hands over our heart on our chest and say, thank you, dear class. Thank you, my sweet, wonderful class. And they will respond back to us. Adding that creativity. I think that's so important because like we talked about in our last podcast, things can be really, really dry if we're saying the same class yes all the time. So adding in that variety, adding in that creativity is going to help keep those manners fresh all day long. Now, this is tier three for all of our kids, but we either have a 
group of beloved rascals or an individual one. What we can do, Rhonda, is when we say, thank you, dear class, increase your proximity to the beloved rascals. Give them eye contact and a smile so that you're making a connection with them while you're making a connection to the whole class. So we're combining tier three, two, and one right there. Talk yeah. about that, the power of proximity and the power of facial expression to make a connection to beloved rascals. Go. Well, I think that's extremely important. And I think when I was back in the classroom, I was kind of doing that proximity without really realizing I was doing it. You just get closer and closer to that that child that's maybe not um, um, doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I like how you're, it's not just getting closer to the student, but it's also making eye contact with them and providing them that smile because that's beginning that relationship with them. Laura, handily enough, in this vast whole brain teaching empire that you and I and Rhonda and, and some others have been developing for the last quarter of a century. There is a single pearl at the center and that pearl is only connect. That's all we're trying to do is make connections. So when you increase the proximity, you're talking to the whole class, you're making a connection with that beloved rascal. Now, Here's step number two, or strategy number two, Laura. We use thank you, you're welcome as part of the magic circle of instruction, but also it's a standalone. You're in the hallway. You really like how the kids are lining up or being quiet. Out of the blue, you say, thank you, dear class for being so quiet, and they reply, hands on their chest, you're welcome, uh, dear Ms. Laura. So out of the blue, at any time you want, you introduce, thank you, you're welcome. Explain that second strategy, which is the standalone, thank you, you're welcome, go ahead. Yeah, so the standalone, so when you're seeing your class, it doesn't have to always be used in that magic circle scenario. It can just be, by itself. So, you know, one of our big um, expectations in our school is called a 10 line. So like one line, zero voice. So when my kids are doing that and they, we reach our new destination, you know, putting my, just that standalone, thank you, putting my hands on my heart saying, thank you, dear class for walking in a 10 line the whole way to PE. And they can put their hands on their heart and say, you're, you're welcome, dear Mrs. Forehand or dear teacher. Um, so I love that as a standalone. Doesn't always have to be part of the magic circle. Laura, let's talk about this second strategy, the standalone. And in this particular case, if you're in the hall or in the lunchroom or in the library, you can really tighten up that proximity. You could go up to Wild Jack and you could whisper, Thank you, Jack, for being such a good leader in the hallway. I want to emphasize that we want to praise these kids for being leaders, for being new leaders. So when you whisper that to Jack, that's a nice little me and you, Jack, thank you, you're welcome moment. And Rhonda, Jack needs that 
as much as possible because that's one of the reasons he's Wild Jack. He's disconnected. Connect, connect, connect. Rhonda, talk about this second strategy. Stand alone. Thank you. You're welcome. With the whispery proximity. Go ahead. Okay. So the standalone, thank you, you're welcome, can be used by itself. But this time we're taking it a step further by going to that beloved rascal and whispering them, thank you for being a great leader. And this is providing a great moment between you and that student, making that connection with them. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, Laura, I'm sad to say that this next strategy is undocumented. We should have had it a long time ago, and I'd really, I'd like to place the blame somewhere, so let's put it on Laura. Uh, Laura, dear friend, this is the please okay. Okay. Please okay is incredibly valuable. When I say to the whole class, please, I'm extending both my arms in a gesture of entreaty. Please open your math books quickly. Please look at this diagram. Please put your name on the top of the paper. Laura, I'm giving directions all day long, but for Pete's sakes, let's start it with a please. Mm -hmm. Go, Laura. Yeah, absolutely. So using that please, okay. So, you know, giving a direction to students like um, put your, you know, that's a huge one in most classrooms, put your name on your paper, you know, please put your name on your paper as you extend your arms and then the kids will okay. And sometimes they'll even do a three-peat after that. So name on your paper, paper, paper. So yeah, I love that. I have a question, coach. At one time we were putting the please on the end. Are you saying now to put it at the beginning? I'm saying we can put it either place. Okay. But I do like I do like the please on the end now that you bring it up. Put your name on your paper, please. We'll call that the Rhonda strategy. Put your name on your paper, please. To which they reply, arms extended toward us. Okay. So please, okay, is our third strategy. Let's put the please at the end whenever we give directions. And we can increase our proximity. We're talking to the whole class, but we're giving a bit of our sunshine to Wild Jack. Now, when they say, okay, Laura, mm -hmm. and we see it's going on, we then say, thank you, dear class, and they reply, you're welcome. Please, okay, thank you, you're welcome. Let that be the song we sing as we march through the gates of teaching heaven. Mm -hmm. Laura, explain the power of this third strategy, which is please, okay. Okay. So our third strategy, please. Okay. So as Rhonda said, as we're asking our students to do something, we're going to, we're going to make our request and then use please at the end with arms extended students extend their arms and say, okay. And then after they say, they, okay, we're going to bring our hands to our chest, say, thank you. Our students are going to respond with your welcome. I'm just saying that manners 
go such a long way um, in our classroom. So I think this strategy is huge. It's so important. And I'll be honest with you, coach, when I'm using my manners and when I'm like using these strategies that you're talking about, it really does help um, bring my bring a sense of calm to myself. So even when my beloved rascal is, you know, not following my directions, I don't know, it just it it causes me to have this sense of calm, showing that proximity, like you're saying, Um I, I just think it, it changes the energy and the atmosphere in the room when we as teachers are modeling that for our students. Well said, because it's, it, there, we're tuned in such a way that when we use manners, we're speaking in a pleasant, sweet, connective tone of voice. Yes. So let's just talk about the three kinds of connections we're trying to build. We've, we've had these number of strategies, but let's just take a, a side route here. We're trying to build three kinds of connections. We call them the triple harmonies. One kind of connection, one kind of harmony is that we're building inside ourselves and inside kids. That's when our emotions are well-tuned to our reason and we're functioning in a productive way. We feel that peace, we feel that calm. So when we use manners, it's good for us and it's good for the individual kid. Huh? The second kind of harmony is between the kid and every other kid. When the child who always, I believe, feels like an outsider, who always feels alone, who always feels disconnected, who always feels not part of a group, when the child is involved in a choral response and everyone is speaking as one, Rhonda, when everyone's speaking as one, that's the second harmony between self and team, self and group. Rhonda, give us the first two harmonies. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the first one um, is where we are building that connection inside ourselves and with other students, creating that peace and that calm and manners help us to do this. Um, our second one is the kid to kid one where they're speaking as one when they're, they're reciting it together. That's the harmony that they have all together. And Laura, the third harmony, which we stress about a lot, is between the student and ourselves. When you increase the proximity between you and the kid, it isn't you and the class that you're relating to. It's you and Wild Jack. And that is a golden harmonic moment where both of you are in tune, making melodious, emotional, sometimes almost silent music together. So triple harmony inside yourself with your team and with the instructor. And these, thank you, you're welcome, please okay, tune us up inwardly, tune us up as part of the team, and make melodious music with our instructor. Talk about triple harmony, and thank you, you're welcome, please okay, go ahead. Yeah, so triple harmony, I really like this. Um, it's, it's all about making those connections, and so, as Rhonda said, with the first one, we're we're building those connections um, within ourselves and inside of our kids. 
The second one is like having the kids that build that harmony with their team. So in, in chorus together, they're, you know, saying, using their manners, thank you, you're welcome, um, please, okay. And then the third one is just that, that special moment that you can have with that beloved rascal um, where there have that proximity that we were, we've been talking about using manners with just that beloved rascal makes that connection even stronger with the instructor and the beloved rascal. All right, let's go on to a fourth strategy. This fourth strategy we've had around for years. I'd love to see people use it more often. It's called Peace Circle, and it's in Chapter 17 of the new book. And in essence, the Peace Circle involves kids giving compliments to each other. There's a routine. We'll do a podcast on it sometime. But the beauty of Peace Circle is kids learn the difference between a shallow and a deep compliment, a shallow compliment is, I like your hair. A deep compliment is, thank you for helping me with math the other day. And they have a safe atmosphere in which compliments can be given and exchanged. And after the compliment, the one who receives it says, thank you. And the one who gives it says, you're welcome. Peace circle is one of the ideal ways to provide what we call a soft start to the day. Rhonda, talk about the beauty of kids saying nice things to each other, which they don't. Go ahead. Right, I like this because I think it needs to happen more, especially in the classroom, which I'm hoping will carry over into their life. But this peace circle is very important, and it's a time where you can um, bring your kids like up to the rug or together and they practice giving compliments. They also learn the difference between a shallow compliment and a deep compliment, but this is a safe space for them to learn this and to practice this. But then at the same time, we're incorporating those manners by saying thank you and you're welcome after that compliment is given. Uh, Laura, every Monday we suggest you focus on glorious kindness. We have a virtue for every day of the week, another topic for a podcast. Mm -hmm. But Monday is Glorious Kindness Monday. And we talk about glorious kindness. And kids share their experiences of glorious kindness. We talk about it in books. Uh, we talk about it, how uh, glorious kindness can show itself in the hallway or the lunchroom or the cafeteria or small groups or in family or out on a field trip. We call it glorious kindness, Laura, because it's the primary virtue. You can have invincible grit. Mm -hmm. You can be a, a good leader. You can be courageous and you can be creative and be a moral skunk. Uh, yeah. Drug lords are courageous. <laughs> courageous and creative and they have grit and and they're detestable but once you add glorious kindness to those other characteristics they become virtuous mm -hmm. glorious kindness creativity glorious kindness leadership glorious kindness grit glorious kindness courage so we stress on monday glorious kindness and it is part of this larger umbrella of good manners. 
in glorious kindness, we're not acting for ourselves. We're acting for others, and that's the summit of kindness peak. Talk about it, Laura. Yeah, glorious kindness. I think it goes hand in hand with, you know, the manners that we're talking about. Um, It is a really important virtue. Um, In my class, I stress it. We are actually a four-day school week, so we do not meet on Mondays. But I always have glorious kindness. I have that poster up. It is, and I told my kids, it is up. And so even though we're not here on Monday, it, it is something that is carried through the rest of our week. Even if we don't have school on Mondays, we are still finding ways to show glorious kindness throughout the week. So I love how you said, you know, it's glorious kindness, creativity, it's glorious kindness, grit. Um, That makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that's something I can take back into my classroom even next week and start using that, that terminology with them so that they're hearing um, how glorious kindness is like we're talking about manners, we we weave it into everything. The last of our mannerly strategies is is a doozy. It's so powerful and so simple. And Rhonda, what we like is powerful and simple. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whenever you call on a kid, the kid replies, thank you, and you say you're welcome. When I call on you, That means I'm giving you special attention. I'm putting the spotlight on you. And if you can call on kids and get thank you, you're welcome. That's marvelous. But the best way to do this would be with a timer. Start a timer for five minutes. Say this is the glorious kindness spotlight. Whenever I call on you, please say thank you. And just start pointing at kids. Jack, he says, Thank you. I say you're welcome. Maria, thank you. You're welcome. Jose, thank you. You're welcome. Just get in the pattern of when you're called on, say thank you. As opposed to, no, I don't want to. I, you know, change the current. There's a polarity that goes from positive to negative. Let's change the polarity to go from negative to positive. Laura, call on a kid, get a thank you. You're welcome. That's a doozy. That's simple. That's powerful. Go. Yeah. So calling on those students um, and just setting that timer for five minutes and having kind of a glorious kindness challenge, if you will, throughout the day and just call their name and have them say thank you. And you say you're welcome back. And just it's almost like a practice. And, you know, there's just so many things um, in life that it's important that we practice those things. And manners is one of them. Um, I don't think it's necessarily something that comes um to us instinctively. We we have to practice these things. All right, my dear, dear friends. Let's talk briefly about tier four. Are you ready, Laura? I'm ready. Rhonda, how about you? You ready for tier four? I'm absolutely ready. It's so excited. <laughs> All right. Tier one is a strategies for all our kids. And we've shown how that works with our manners. Tier two is with small groups, certainly. Tier one, especially when we use the proximity, that's with individual kids. Tier four, my dear friends, 
is when it feels like nothing is working. Tier four is self-care for teachers of beloved rascals. We need at the pinnacle of our approach some things that teachers can do that are 100% under their control no matter what is going on in their classroom. And as a footnote, no matter what is going on in life. Tier four is self-care for teachers of beloved rascals. This is what you can do before school, after school, during school to reach that inner harmonic state. And as we move forward, we'll talk more and more about tier four. Laura, talk about tier one, two, three, and four with a little quavering happiness in your voice. That, let me put it to you this way. Tier four is when you teach a class of one <laughs> and you are both teacher and student. Go ahead, Laura. There you go. So tier one is going to be, you know, these strategies that you've talked about, they're what we use for the whole class. And then tier two is going to be with our small groups. Tier three is going to be that one-on-one. -on -one. But tier four is when it feels like nothing is working. That's when we have that self-care. So tier four is that inner harmonic self-care for teachers of beloved rascals. Beautiful. Well, I think we kind of hit our half hour mark here. And um, can't wait for next time. Yeah. We'll talk about tier four next time. Depends on how it goes with <laughs> with us and, and our colleagues. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Coach, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on the podcast. As always, um, your love and compassion, I think it just bleeds through um, the audio of these podcasts. Um, all the love and compassion you have for Strongly Teachers is so very much appreciated. We want to encourage those of you listening to head over to Amazon to order your copy of Coach's latest book, Whole Brain Teaching for Challenging Kids, second edition today. Uh, you will not be sorry to have that book in your hands. Also check out our website, www.wholebrainteaching.com for information and videos about whole brain teaching. And don't forget to check out the Whole Brain Teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers for free whole brain teaching resources. Also, don't forget to check out those Facebook page pages because they are just chock full of information. Um, Coach is so good about sharing his new ideas all over our Facebook pages. So join every single one of them, not just your grade level. Well, we truly appreciate you, Coach. And thank you to our listeners. Um, Laura and I really appreciate the positive feedback that we're getting on those Facebook pages with the podcast, and we love to hear it. So remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your teacher friends and administrators. We couldn't do it without you. Until next time, bye-bye.